everybody. Welcome to another edition of E.W. Jackson for America. Great to be with you again today. And I want to remind you right off the bat, check out our new website, EWJacksonForAmerica.com. EWJacksonForAmerica.com. Uh, we got a store there. I've got all kinds of things, that, and we're going to be expanding and growing that website uh, but please check it out. The website is an unincorporated um, uh, uh, association. Uh, it is not a nonprofit, so don't make any checks payable to E.W. Jackson for America yet because we don't have a bank account set up for it. All of that will come, by the way. But I've created this website and the podcast this morning to be able to freely do and say whatever I want to do and say and not be restricted by rules with regard to what nonprofits can and cannot do and say. So I can endorse candidates here. I can talk about any kind of political issue I want to talk about. Uh, and I can talk about it in terms of campaign politics, in terms of party politics, and not have to concern myself with any kind of restriction. So that's what E.W. Jackson for America is for. Of course, it also is for the purpose of pushing patriotism, of trying to awaken Americans to the fact that we ought to be grateful to God for this great country of ours, and we ought to do everything in our power to make sure, in fact, I'm going to the website right now, to make sure that our country remains a strong, free, prosperous, constitutional republic. Here it is, I'm at the website now, it says, website for the unapologetic, uncompromising patriots and seekers of truth whose vision for America is one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. There it is. Plain as day for all to see. That's what the purpose of this website is. That's who this website is for. So check it out. And by the way, all this Christian nationalism nonsense, trying to associate us with Nazis, I mean, it's just, just total silliness and, and frankly evil propaganda and demagoguery. It is perfectly appropriate to love the country that God has given us. We don't worship the country. We don't justify anything that we do. We try to uphold a standard of righteousness for our nation because righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. This nation is one of the greatest gifts God has ever given to any people. And every, certainly every Christian, but every right-thinking patriot ought to know that and love this country and be grateful for the fact that we are Americans and we are the envy of the world and enjoy freedom and prosperity at a level that is unprecedented in human history. So I'm making no apologies for loving my country. I'm making no apologies for being a patriot. And people don't like it, they can lump it. If they really don't like it, they can leave. And see you. <laughs> Goodbye. So I just wanted to call your attention to the website. That's EWJacksonForAmerica.com. EWJacksonForAmerica.com. Check it out. Uh, now, in addition to that, uh, I, I want to remind you, and, and thank you, first of all, before I remind you of anything, <coughs> thank you for all of your support for my new book, Sweet Land of Liberty, Reflections of a Patriot Descended from Slaves. Um, I, here again, I'm up often early in the morning, signing books. That's what I did this morning, signing books. And by the way, if you signed up as a Patriot Partner and you're waiting for your signed numbered copy of my book, be patient. It'll get to you. Sometimes things get held up. 
because sometimes I have staff that travels with me who are also responsible for sending out books. So, uh, but we have we've got a stack of them that are intended to go out. They they will go out this week. So it it might take two to three weeks. But if you got if you've not gotten your book, let's say within three weeks, don't hesitate to contact us. Say hey, I signed up as a Patriot partner. I didn't get my book. I doubt that it's an oversight, but occasionally it can it can happen. So don't feel in any way that we would be put off if you contact us and say, hey, I'm waiting for my book. Because, because in a normal course, you should have that book in, in approximately two weeks, certainly no more than three, okay? All right. Having gotten that out of the way, I've been saying uh, there's been a theme to my programs, uh, my and programs and programming here lately. And the theme has been this. Saving this country is going to require Christians to really stand up. And, and we are going to probably face some real suffering. But this is fairly unprecedented in American history. Christians have not been persecuted in America. Now, there's been internecine uh, battles between different denominations, and when the states were first being formed, certain states were dominated by certain uh dominated by certain denominations and that kind of thing. But we have not been, a, people escaped from other countries to come here and freely worship and serve God as Christians. So this has not been a country where Christians have had to fear persecution. Of course, there's been some anti-Catholic bigotry in our country as well. But, but here again, there's really been no widespread effort to, to in any way punish people for their Christianity until now. Now we've got a situation in which in, in every dimension of life, being a Bible-believing Christian, meaning you're pro-life, you're pro-traditional family, you're against all this gender confusion and you don't go along with it and you're not willing to say the proper pronouns and call people by new names and all that. You're not willing to do the training. In fact, that's the story I want to focus on today. You're not willing to do the training. If, if that's your position as a Christian, uh, you're going to suffer some persecution before we get this situation straightened out. Now, we are going to get it straightened out. But in the meantime, you know, there are a lot of Christians who, frankly, are not willing to stand up, and they don't realize they're contributing to making life harder for the Christians who do stand up because it makes it seem like they're all alone, they're isolated, nobody else agrees with them. When in fact, all Bible-believing Christians agree on the things I just outlined for you. And by the way, this is a Christian book because it's written by a Christian and it gives a Christian perspective. In that sense, it is a Christian book. It is not about Christianity. But it is certainly, it is about, really, about America and my experience as an American. But it certainly gives you my view of America from a Christian or biblical worldview or perspective, okay? By the way, once again, for those of you who want to sign up as a Patriot partner, if you haven't gotten the information, go to standamerica.us, standamerica.us, for a minimum of $25 a month uh, or a $300 annual gift. I will send you a free signed numbered copy of my book. StandAmerica.us is the website. Now, if you just want to buy the book because you're not prepared to become a Patriot partner, and by the way, you can become a Patriot partner for any amount. $25 is just the amount we are asking in order to, to, to send you a free signed numbered copy of the book. 
you can become a Patriot partner for any amount. And I would encourage you to do so. Our goal this year is 500 Patriot partners. I'm only guessing, but I think we've gone from about 238 to, to about 300. So, so we're moving. We're moving in the right direction. I think we've got about 200 more Patriot partners between now and December 31 to reach our goal. Help us do that. Uh, if you want to just buy the book, go to FaithfulText.com, FaithfulText.com, and you'll get the book at a 15% discount because that's my publisher's website, no middleman, so we're able to offer you the book at a cheaper price. Okay? All right. There's a story that I wanted to share with you today uh, that is indicative of this. It is emblematic of the problem that we are facing. Uh, this is a story about uh, uh, an accountant in New York, okay, Raymond uh, Zidunsky. Um, he was working at uh, the Board of Cooperative Education Services, the Board of Cooperative Education Services. He filed a lawsuit in 2019 because they fired him because he was not willing to take a quote-unquote LGBTQ workplace diversity training. Did you get that? He refused to take the LGBTQ workplace diversity training, and they fired him. Now, the Manhattan Second U.S. District Court of Appeals rejected his claim and ruled he had failed to point to sufficient evidence to back up his claim, but they're planning to appeal this to the Supreme Court. Here's the point, uh, and by the way, here, here's the argument they made. Um, here's the argument that he made. Quote, um, he did not want to be forced to listen to, quote, indoctrination that is in contradiction to the tenets of his faith. Perfectly reasonable, right? He did not want to be forced to listen to indoctrination that is in contradiction to the tenets of his faith. And they fired him after he missed two trainings and cited him for failure to comply with mandatory workplace training. Um, and, and here's the other thing his lawyer said. He, quote, Ray Zadinsky will not affirm the notion that God makes mistakes when he creates male and female persons. Here it is. He will not affirm the notion that God makes mistakes when he creates male and female persons. Period. Now, here's what I wanted to talk to you about today, about this whole notion of taking a stand. This young man, now for, we, this is 2023 now, so for four years, he has been dealing with this legal case based upon having lost his job, having lost his livelihood. I trust he's found something else to do, but having lost his livelihood because he would not go along with the LGBTQ mafia that has taken over many workplaces. Now, this, this happens to be a governmental situation, which gives him a stronger case 
But this is happening, of course, in private corporations all over America, where they are forcing people to go through this stuff. You've got to take this training. In many corporations, you've got to do it. Now, as a Christian, you don't need to be trained to disbelieve or to contradict the word of God. That is not training. That is indoctrination. That's communism. We got to get you into this camp and train you not to believe in God, not to believe the Bible, not to believe God's word. And you better do it, because if you don't, you're going to suffer. Now, of course, in communist countries, they'll literally torture you, literally put you in prison, put your family in prison. And ultimately, if, you, if you're just unwilling to yield, ultimately kill you. Now, what we've got in our country right now is communism light. It's, it's masquerading as something else. Masquerading is diversity, equity, and inclusion. But it's really communism light, which is we think a certain way. It's collectivism. It's not individual liberty. It's collectivism. You will adhere to the collective ideology that we are proposing, promoting, propounding. You will adhere to it. Or you will suffer. And right now, the best thing they can do, the most hurtful thing they can do to you, in addition to destroying your reputation, is to take away your livelihood, destroy your business, or get you fired from your job. And that's exactly what's happening right here. My question to you today is, are you prepared for that? Are your sons, your daughters, are your grandchildren going to be prepared for that? Now, if, if you want further insight at all into why I fight so hard, it is because I look back at where we were, say, 25 years ago. I look at what we've come to, and then I look ahead 25 years and ask the question, so where are we going? If we continue on this path, and there's no cessation, there's no backing up. We don't see the left in, in any way moderating, right, or ameliorating their demands. In fact, they're becoming more stifled, more demanding, and more radical in their expectations. So as this continues, what will life be like for the average American in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 25 years, 30 years? What will it be like? Nothing like what we know now. Nothing like what we've known. We won't have freedom as we know it. Everybody wants to, to the left. It's certainly, they want to talk about the slavery that ended 158 years ago. That's, that's their preoccupation. San Francisco right now talking about trying to get black people in San Francisco $5 million and paying them $97,000 a year for 250 years. Have, allowing them to buy whatever home they want for a dollar. And this stuff is just insane. But where they're leading us is straight into another form of slavery. Because folks, Marxism is slavery writ large because Marxism enslaves an entire society. Taken to their explicitly expressed desires 
Marxism would enslave the entire world. Everybody in it. Because that's what they want, world domination. Now, I'm not making it up. I'm not being hyperbolic. That's the desire. That's the, the expectation. Indeed, they would argue that's the dialectical and historical imperative of communism, that it is inevitably destined to dominate the world because they have the true historical perspective on life, which is that life is class warfare. And of course, the Marxists of America would say basically life is class and racial warfare. Because what they've done is they've adopted Marxist principles and applied it to the racial circumstance of our country and developed a Marxist racial ideology that promotes collectivism through race and what we call identity politics, which I call just rank tribalism. So you, your son, your daughter, your grandchildren are working in some company and they're demanding to attend this indoctrination process so they can learn how great homosexuality is, how great it is, no scientific basis for any of this, by the way. None. Not even a, not even a cogent sociological theory. Because as I've said before, sociologically, if you expanded this, you know, Immanuel Kant developed this idea for evaluating the moral rectitude of a principle by asking about what would happen if you expanded it universally, if everybody lived by this principle? How would that work? Well, if everybody practiced homosexuality, the species would be dead in a generation. Am I wrong? If everybody practiced homosexuality, the species would be dead in a generation. The entire planet of human beings would disappear. That's kind of Kantian analysis of where this takes us. I'm leaving aside for the moment the biblical analysis. It happens that those two intersect because, again, righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. In other words, righteousness exalts. Sin brings down. So what exactly are we going to do about this? We just project for a second where we're going. Right now, thank God, through ABF, through Liberty Council, through First Liberty, we, and, and a number of other organizations, by the way, uh, Pacific Legal Institute, we have legal opposition to this effort to fundamentally transform our country from a, a nation, a constitutional republic founded on Judeo-Christian principles to a totalitarian state, Marxist, communist, socialist, call it what you will, that ignores the Constitution and is basically governed by the feelings of the elites who are in power. That's what tyranny is. Tyranny is where an individual or a group 
govern a society based upon their feelings. That's what tyranny is. And everybody must bow to the, their feelings. And that's what the homosexual and gender-confused community are doing. They are trying to tyrannize the rest of us by forcing us to bow to their bizarre worldview. So 10 years, 15 years, 20 years from now, the, the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is in, still influencing the FBI even, what if they managed to get ADF declared a hate group? Uh, or these other organizations that outlawed. I mean, they declared the Family Research Council a hate group. I was the senior fellow for the Sam Family Research Council. There's nothing hateful about it. They love God. They love our country. They love people. They don't hate homosexuals. They don't hate abortionists. They hate those practices, but they don't hate those people. I never heard a single discussion of anybody saying anything even remotely, personally insulting against any homosexual or even any abortionist. The denunciation was always the practice, not the persons, not the people. But they're classified a hate group because what? They don't bow to the ideological insanity of this, this, this LGBTQ mafia. They don't bow to the murderous wickedness and evil of abortion. They don't bow to it. So you're a hate group. No, the real hate group is the homosexual, trans, uh, homosexual, gender-confused activists, the 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 abortionists who clearly hate babies because they're in the business of making money by killing them. They're the hateful ones. So, if you can use that hate speech and hate organization rhetoric and you can enshrine that in law does the day come when you silence those organizations and they're no longer allowed to oppose this, this murderous and immoral ideological imposition so then what well then if you want to work you better agree if you want to start a business, you better agree. Hey, how about this? If you want to practice law and be licensed by the bar, you better agree. If you want to practice medicine and be licensed by your state, you better agree. If you want to be a minister and perform marriages of any kind, you better agree, or you will not be given the privileges of performing any. If you want to matriculate through a school, you better agree, or you will not be allowed to graduate. Can you see things going that far? Think about how far they've gone in the last 20, 25 years. My point is, we better stand up now. Because if we don't stand up now, it may be too late to stand up. And I will say once again, folks, I don't hear any candidate yet talking about the most fundamental issue of our nation. 
the most fundamental issue of our nation is this. Do we remain a constitutional republic rooted and grounded in Judeo-Christian values, the most essential of which is there is a God and we are all accountable to him. That's the most foundational principle of our constitutional republic. And the Constitution was written and passed and ratified to secure the blessings of liberty. And where do blessings come from? Almighty God. If the left manages to throw all of that out, to throw out, which they'd like to, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. If they can throw all of that out, we have a very different country than the one you and I were born into. And you have the end of freedom as we know it. Or you'll have some sort of Orwellian freedom, just like in 1984. But that freedom will be slavery. And that slavery, you will be told, is true freedom. That's what we're fighting against. That's what we're trying to stop. And some people will say, do we have a vision? Of course. Do we have anything positive? Absolutely. What is our vision? Our vision for securing America's future is to pursue with vigor and enthusiasm, with, with, with love and peace, but determination to be one nation, not a tribal nation, not a nation of collectivist groups at each other's throats, but one nation under God, not without God, not against God, not over God, not overthrowing God, but one nation under God, indivisible, unity with liberty and justice for all. Not social justice, but justice. Justice doesn't need a qualifier. You don't need social justice and racial justice. You need justice. The Bible says let justice run down like waters. Not social justice, not racial justice. Justice. Let justice run down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. Because you can't have justice without righteousness. And that's what the left wants. They want they want their definition of justice with no righteousness whatsoever other than what they say is righteous. And since they're not God, they don't get to say what righteousness is. God has already told us that, and our job is to adhere to what he's already said. I think every single one of us has got to face the question, what are we going to do? What are we going to do when confronted with whether we stand up for the truth or we cower in a corner? And I said this during a, a men's retreat. It's a, a message that the Lord has given me uh, about this issue. Um, and, and this is what the Lord laid on me. It's a, a message that I gave. I think it was entitled... Um, 
uh, a cause worth fighting for, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was the message, a cause worth fighting for. Or it might have been, you know, or it, well, there are a couple of them. So um, those will, I will make those available to you. I think we've got the, I did those while I was touring. Um, I'm speaking somewhere else, but we'll try to make those available to you. But here's something I said that a couple people have said to me they will never forget. And I mean, I, I would say these things out of the unction of the Holy Spirit, so please don't think I'm bragging on myself because uh, without God, I couldn't do any of it. So I'm, I'm that, believe me, that's the last thing in the world I want to do because to me, that's, you want a formula for failure and falling flat on your face? Yeah, start patting yourself on the back and taking credit. To God be the glory for the things he has done. But this is what the Holy Spirit laid on my heart. There's no such thing as courage without conflict. And cowards will avoid conflict at all costs. At the cost of their integrity, at the cost of their honor, at the cost of truth, they will avoid conflict at all costs. We don't go around looking for conflict, but courageous people understand when you stand up for what you know is right, you're going to have conflict. It is unavoidable. But we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Because that's going to do it for today. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for your support as Patriot Partners. Please pray for us. Please check out the website, ewjacksonforamerica.com. Oh, by the way, I'm also now back on YouTube. The YouTube channel is ewjacksonsr. I'm on Rumble now. Um, the real E.W. Jackson, I believe, is my Rumble channel. The real E.W. Jackson. Um, Facebook is still running me. They're shadow banning me. By the way, I, if any of you have any thoughts about what to do to put a stop to that, let me know. Because I know they're shadow banning me because my audience is not growing on Facebook at all. Even though I'm putting out more material than I ever have. I'm seeing fewer people are viewing it according to Facebook than ever before. And I, I know that's intentional. So, so pray for us. But you can... Get us all those places. You can also view right now this, this podcast is on ewjacksonforamerica.com. It's also on standamerica.us. Uh, I think it may even be appearing on a couple of other places, but those are the main two places where you can get it. But thank you all for your prayers. Thank you for your support. Oh, please don't forget, on May the 16th, Tuesday, May the 16th at 7 p.m., it's a Tyson's Corner Marriage. You can see this at the website as well. We are hosting our Stand Awards Dinner. We are honoring retired Lieutenant Colonel and former Congressman Alan West, Dr. Alveda King, pro-life activist, niece of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, former Congresswoman and now Dean of the Regent School of Government, Michelle Bachman. And we are honoring Angie Walmart, founder and president of Angie Walmart Ministries, an international ministry. Uh, and he's been one of the few with a gigantic worldwide ministry who's been willing to take a stand on the issues of the day without compromise or without apology. They will all receive the George Washington Award for taking a stand. I hope you'll come. Tickets are 150 bucks. Um, go to our website. You can buy your tickets now. There's also sponsorships that are laid out there. We hope you'll choose to become a sponsor if you're able to do that. But by all means, continue to pray for us and support us in whatever way you can. And remember, stand up, step up, speak up, refuse to back up. 
because we cannot be defeated if we go that quick. Because we are on God's side. Hello, this is 